Welcome to the Pure Creative Force Podcast. I'm Christy McNabb, your host. There's a pulse of creativity running through each of us. It's our job to honor and activate it. Creativity is the antidote to the ills, struggles, and challenges we see in our lives and the world around us. The act of creating and bringing forth something new dissolves the old and useless ways. Join us and discover how to unleash the pure creative force within. Hear from fellow creators about their process and learn how to keep elevated. Be inspired to go create. In today's episode, I interview my friend, Mary Purdy, who's an amazing illustrator and artist. Mary shares her life's journey as a creative and how the art of self-expression and creating community helped her through a period of tremendous pain, grief, and loss in her life. She shares how her inner strength is constantly being revealed to her and how human connection has helped her through. We talk about the power of surrender, carving out your own style, and listening to your inner voice. Here's our interview. Welcome, Mary, to the Pure Creative Force podcast. Thank you. I'm so happy to chat with you today. I'm excited. Share with us your journey as an artist and how you got started to where you are today. So I've been drawing since I was a child. Like I was, uh, my grandmother was really creative. So she would give me her like art supplies and I would draw with like her like super, I was like four years old, like drawing with like oil pastels and stuff. So it was really cool um, to get into it at an early age. And it's funny, I like looking back now, I realize like how advanced I was as a child because I was actually drawing my feelings, but I just didn't realize it. Like I wrote um, and illustrated a book when I was like six and it was about a puppy who she didn't feel like she was loved by her family. So she ran away, found a new family. And then her, you know, family obviously was like, like we want, you know, where would she go? Like she ran away. They went looking for her. They told her they loved her and missed her and brought her back home. And my mom read it and was like, oh my God, (laughs) what have I done? Because During that time, she was working in Santa Barbara, and we lived in Orange County, so that's about a two to three hour difference. So she was only home every other weekend. So I was like expressing myself, but I didn't even realize it. I was just like so proud of this book that I wrote, and really like, you know, subconsciously like sending a message like I don't feel loved, (laughs) or like I'm, you know, I'm feeling neglected. So it was really funny, but um, it's funny to look back now because now all of my art is like based on like you know, my deep feelings and experiences. Um, But I went to design school and I thought I would be like a graphic designer, like super successful graphic designer. And that just did not happen for me. Like I had my degree, but I didn't ever get like a really solid design job. So I bounced around like different odd jobs. And then I started illustrating in like 2013 and I was making greeting cards because it just seemed like a really fun thing to do, like create my own line of greeting cards. So I sold those on Etsy and that was fun because people were into them and I was like, oh, this is something I could actually do. So that was like the start of like getting back into like creativity. And then from there, I just think, I mean, thankful for social media because I feel like that's how I get a lot of exposure. So I started sharing drawings on Instagram and 
people started following me and then they wanted prints. And so it was kind of just like, and then people were asking me to do like freelance projects and stuff. So that was like, I just kind of happened really organically, which was great. Um, and then just drawing constantly because I, now I'm like, I have an audience now. So it was, you know, motivation to draw and post and I became a better artist and I was just doing a lot of like fun, like pop culture references and stuff. But like the more things that happened in my life, I was like, you know, okay, well now I need an outlet for this. This isn't just like for fun anymore. This is like my livelihood. So I started sharing personal stories and things that I was going through and sharing that through art and then writing stories with it. And, and then it's just been great. It's been like, I've been receiving so much support and like positive feedback from the community. So um, yeah, it's just all happened over course of a lifetime, but like super organically. So I'm really grateful for that. Mm-hmm. And you've, you know, as you shared, you've recently gone through immense grief and yeah. pain and, and a hard time, and you've definitely shared your journey openly. How has your art, your spiritual practice and sharing your story, how has that helped you through it and helped heal? Yeah, it's helped because, I mean, I remember, for example, I was having miscarriages back to back to back. And that was the first thing that I was like, oh my God, this is like so hard to deal with. And I was, and I wasn't sharing it because it was just like, I don't want people to know my business. I don't want to like, I just, you know, it was just, it's uncomfortable to put yourself out there, but I was drawing through that experience, but it was all very strange because it was so vague. It's like, obviously I was going through something, but I wasn't sharing. I was just sharing like the darkness in the art. And then I just was like, I'm just going to be totally open. And when I started being honest, it was like, you know, everyone's like, I went through this too. And I, you know, it was just like a whole, uh, very like affirming of like, okay. And then, um, you know, that just kind of, uh, just putting like one foot in front of the other. I was always just like, searching for a way to heal like you know when I after my fifth miscarriage last year I was just like threw my hands up I'm not I can't do this by myself and that's when I started to see healing practices and in different modalities that I could use to just survive you know and like instead of just accepting this is just awful like life is awful I just being like okay what what is this like? What's what's going on here? Like, this is not why I was put here to just like suffer. So it, I had a friend who was in plant medicine. I turned to her and then she introduced me to all these other people. It was like a domino effect. And it was great because then I was like finding my spiritual practice that I never really had before. I was just kind of, kind of floating around, like not really having like a solid belief system. I just even things like having my birth chart read and like going to a breathwork class so incredible to experience that it's just like life-changing overnight you know and then that all really inspired my art because I was like getting all these lessons through those experiences and like learning about myself on like a spiritual level and that affected my art because it became so much more like honest and awakening and um yeah just healing like creating art has been like healing for me you know being able to just like, just putting my grief on paper, basically. 
has been super healing and and the more feedback I get that it's healing for other people too to read what I'm going through and know that they're going through something similar or so many people are going through stuff and they don't talk about it and I'm just like here to be like talk about it it's healing you know <laughs> like, mm-hmm. um, what you know. A, a gift on so many levels I mean a gift for yourself to help you heal through it mm-hmm. a gift to help other people but you're, you're also using art to really connect as humans mm-hmm. and I love that you shared when you were a child it's like you you intuitively knew how to do this yeah and put words to it or you know psychologically didn't understand what you were doing but you know that is absolutely part of your gift and why you're here is to yeah. use visual and storytelling to yeah. connect with people yeah I know and I love looking back on that story because it's so like I just seeing that as like a a huge sign is very affirming like I'm on the right because it gets so hard to know like I just was like I just want to have kids and settle down and you know the higher powers were like no that's not what's gonna happen for you maybe later but not now I didn't plan to have like a an art like a creative career I planned to have kids and settle down and so it's been a gift even though it's been so like suffering it's been a gift because I wouldn't be here I wouldn't be creating all of this how have you learned to surrender oh. to that, that pure creative force? <laughs> it's been like the big, one of my biggest challenges because I've always just wanted to really be in control. Like <laughs> I just really want, this is my life. We're going to, we were living in New York. I'm like, we're going to move to California. We're just going to have a family. That's it. That's how I saw it. And so when things were happening and and I was seeing like my friends getting what they wanted and that they like, they were starting families and having what I wanted. And I was just like, why does like everyone get, you know, why am I not getting the same thing that like, I feel like I deserved and should happen. And just constantly like hearing like your path will be revealed to you. Like you don't get to, you know, you can make decisions, but you don't really get to say what's going to happen. You have to just like be open. So just opening myself up to that and being like, okay, maybe maybe things are going to happen a different way for me. Like I didn't have a choice because it wasn't happening the way that I planned it to. So it was almost like I tried so hard to control what I want, like tried so hard to control how my life would be. And I was getting the hardest lessons. It was just this tug of war. And I was like, finally, like I didn't have, I just was like, it's, I'm exhausted. I have to surrender because I'm just being reminded over and over and over again that I'm not in control of anything except for, you know, my free will. And that doesn't, you know, I don't get to say what happens. I just have to be open to, you know, all the possibilities instead of, you know, zeroing in on like one way to get there. It's been shown to me that it's not going to happen the way that I envisioned it. So I have to just stay open. And I'm constantly reminding myself to surrender because having that like part of my personality that wants to control things is like it doesn't like shake off overnight like it's a constant practice to be like okay and then you know surrendering it's helped me because it's really hard to do but the thing that I when I'm really really having a hard time with it I just literally sit still and say okay I'm I need help you know just ask for support basically and I always get it you know in one some tiny miracle or another, but 
just that has helped me to surrender just being like I'm not alone I have you know I can ask for help I can ask the the higher powers for help and they always come through so Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and what have you learned about how strong you are I mean, oh there's, strength, there's strength in trying to control. We think, yeah. you know, kind of our societal way of you know, describing strength is like, I'm in charge here. But sure. the true inner strength comes yeah. from the surrender. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And just, it, it, yeah, I mean, I, when I was diagnosed with breast cancer, it was really like the, the icing on the cake of like a, just a horrible phase of my life. Like I had had five miscarriages and then I got diagnosed with breast cancer and I was just like, what, like, what is happening? You know? And it was, I knew that like I could get through it. Like I would, but it was really, it was a real test in like, okay, you're going to have to like be really brave <laughs> because I mean, I had like really dark thoughts, you know, it was just, it's scary. You're just, all you think about is death and dying. And then it's like, it took strength just to stay above water and not, not go to that dark place and not let it win, you know? So I, one thing that I thought about when I was going through the diagnosis period, which is the hardest part of it all was like, your strength will be revealed to you. And I just, I tell that to myself all the time because sometimes I just really didn't want to be strong and, and, you know, um, sharing, like being open about what I was going through helped because people were there for me, even strangers on the internet were there to be like cheerleaders. And that helps sometimes when you feel really just exhausted and weak, um, and like, you just don't want to deal with it anymore. Like just asking, just being open and saying like, this is what I'm going through has given me strength. That vulnerability, I feel like is just like one of my strongest traits because it's like really hard and scary. But every time I'm vulnerable, I'm like shown so much love and support. And that has helped to make me a stronger person. Mm -hmm. And I know it's helped other people from what they tell me, you know, which makes me feel really good. Cause then I know like, okay, this is like, is good it's hard but it's worth it Mm -hmm. and I love you know this whole idea of you know there's a picture of what life is supposed to look like or what society wants you to do and Mm -hmm. you were sharing that you know going through your miscarriages it 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 was you know it's all about you know you're this age it's you know let's it's time to have a baby or it's time to have a family and then when you're going through your breast cancer it was oh you're young don't Mm -hmm. worry so share how how are you recreating your own vision and journey for your life, kind of getting rid of the outside external forces or external pressures? Like what's that journey been like? Um, Yeah. So that's, yeah, that was a real like mind bender. Fertility doctors are like, don't waste, don't wait three years to start, like start now if you want kids. And then having breast cancer, they were like, you're so young, you have your whole life ahead. And I'm just like, I don't feel like I'm being treated like it's like I'm being told that like I'm running out of time and then I'm also being told that I'm so young and I'm, it just was so like I don't feel young after like dealing with fertility doctors for two years I felt like I was like you know rapidly aging and then with breast cancer I'm like I don't I just was so, it's such a weird thing to hear because I'm like being told that I'm you know aging and then 
being, it was, it's very like, confu- and I'm still like processing that. Like, I don't feel, and, and, and just like my career, like all my friends having kids are on their second or third kids. And I'm just like, my career is kind of like, it's picking up momentum, but it's still not where I thought it would be at this point. And I just, I don't know if I'm like constantly reminding myself that like my journey is mine. It doesn't have anything to do with anyone else or what they're doing or what their life is because it's so easy to compare myself, especially just when they have all these rules, like you said, um, there's no rules. One person that I have been looking up to is um, Gabrielle Union. She's 45, I think. She just had her, she just had a baby through a surrogate. And it's just like seeing people like that, like share their stories. Like there's no rules. Like we get to make the rules, you know, we get to do whatever we want. And, 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 you know, we don't get to always choose what happened or like, we don't always get to choose our life um, in, in certain ways, but if we stay open, you know, I think that we, we can get exactly what we want. Just, it might not look the way that we expected it to, to begin with. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. And yeah, we don't get to choose our life, but we get to make the choice of how we're responding to yes, the things exactly. that come up every day. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Share with us your creative process. Like before you start drawing it, is there a routine or kind of a mental space you get into? Yeah. I, um, it's funny. I get, I brainstorm a lot when I'm doing the dishes, when I'm in the shower, like when I'm doing really mundane activities, when my mind is like really juicy for some reason, like I get a lot of, and like right when I'm about to fall asleep is a really good time to get ideas. So I have my phone next to my, I'm always like putting notes, ideas in my notes app. Like right as I'm, it's always, it's always like the most inconvenient times. Like my hands are wet from dishes and I'm like, I have to write this down. <laughs> I'm in the shower. I'm like, I have to remember to put this note in as soon as I get out. Like when I'm falling asleep, like looking at the bright screen to like, it's like so funny when I sit down to create, I can't just sit down and like create, like I have to have just kind of be like prepped for it. So I have to have the brainstorming. Sometimes when I'm like, I know I, I need or want to create something, I'll do one of those like mundane activities, like cleaning to get me in the right mode, because then it's like, I, you know, intentionally do those activities to brainstorm. And I'm like, what do I want to draw about? Like, what am I going through? You know, I ask these questions, like, what message do I need this week or today? And that's usually where it starts. Cause I, it's hard. Sometimes I've tried to create from like a very like shallow, just kind of like maybe like a trendy topic or something. And it's just like falls flat. Like I can't, it's just not, it's not, you know, I'm like forcing it and it's, it's not natural. And then I don't like what I'm creating because obviously it's not flowing out of me the way that it should. Yeah. I, I get my mind into what I want to convey and then I sit down and I just see what comes out. Sometimes I need to like look online for inspiration. Like I'll look through like stock photos or something to get like ideas for like colors or textures. Yeah. I'm just kind of prep my mind and sit down and then what happens is that the same for the client projects like I know you just did the the client the project for Trident yeah yeah mural same yeah so yeah I definitely exactly the same I remember being really nervous about it because it was such a huge project and and a big client and I was like they asked me for ideas and like sketches I need to like really blow them away 
because I'm only going to get one chance, you know? So it was very, felt like a lot of pressure, but also like it was fun because I knew that like, I, I get a lot of like self doubt when I'm like, especially with client projects. I'm like, Oh, I don't know if I can do this. I don't know if I can handle this. And then once I'm like, I, I can, like, I always do. I don't know. You know, it's like, I have ideas. I just doubt myself constantly because it's just so like, it's scary, you know, to like put yourself in front of a client for them to say like, we love it or we hate it, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, but I, yeah, I always remind myself, like, I have great ideas. I just have to tap into them. And then it, then it just all happens really fast. As soon as I get to that, like brainstormy phase, then it just comes out like, and it's just so, it just flows, which is like the best feeling because the worst is having a creative block where you're just like, I don't know. And those times I'm just like, I'm not going to create, like, this isn't, you know, it's just, I'll do something else that will inspire me. Hopefully sometimes it takes longer than I would like, but I just have, you know, creative blocks are normal. So I have to remind myself of that. And was there an unlearning of your education as a graphic designer? I mean, I, I just see you always had this gift and this ability to like get in touch with what's real for you, but then yeah. to go through school where it's so cut and dry and I'm sure that boxed you in a little. Yeah. And that's, I think that's why I like never really was successful. I never really got a good design job because I was just like kind of doing what I learned in school and it wasn't, it didn't come like as naturally to me to, I, I can design. I'm definitely like consider myself like a designer slash illustrator, but it's not like, it doesn't excite me, you know? Like I, I know like, it's very like logical. Like I know what, you know, spacing, I know how to line something up. I know like how to properly use um, like the space on a palette or whatever, but it's not, and like typography, like I know like the basics and, but it, it's not like as exciting for me as like illustrating where I have like total freedom to like gribble, you know, like all over and make shapes and stuff. Design feels very, felt like too rigid for me. So I think that realizing that like, I can, I can be a creative. I don't have to be a graphic designer just because that's the easiest thing to be. You know, I could like kind of carve my own style. And that was just, that was the biggest unlearning. I just liked to make pretty images. <laughs> I should have known from the beginning. Cause I was like, I don't want to learn how to code. I don't want to learn how to make a website. I just want to like make pretty stuff. So, yeah. What advice would you have for other creatives who are having a difficult time sort of honoring that inner voice? I think patience is key because I really was expecting my career to take off right after college. And I'm here, I graduated 14 years ago and I'm just, I mean, it's been a couple of years that I've been illustrating, but yeah, like, if that's how long it took for me to figure out what I really wanted to do and what my style was and how to tap into that. So patience and um, not, not looking at what other people are doing. I mean, it's, I think it's great to look for inspiration. I love following other artists, but being sure that like when I'm making something that it's from me and not just like another, like copying another person's style or doing what I, what is, I assume is popular or what will get the most likes. So yeah, I think that patience with yourself and, and making sure that you're being authentic with like 
where your inspiration is coming from and and what kind of things you're creating. What about boundaries? What boundaries do you put up to sort of quell those external voices or external pressures? Gosh, I do. I have a hard time with boundaries because I, I think that I'm kind of a people pleaser. So I like very, I keep myself open to like everyone's like uh, critiques or advice or whatever. And it's been something that I've been practicing more recently as being like, it just with anything, like when I put myself out there on social media, I get a lot, you get a lot of like um, people wanting to tell you what to do or you know what the give you advice you didn't ask for and I've just had to either ignore or just tell like I've had a few people I actually had to message back and be like this is rude and like you will not come into my space and say this to me and then being like not necessarily harsh but like assertive like don't do this you know (laughs) like don't do this to someone else and don't do this to me again and just letting them know like why not just because but like, why, like, you know, why, um, this is why this is harmful, what you're doing. Um, and then, you know, most people are like, oh no, like, sorry, you know, <laughs> it's very, but it's good. Cause it's always, I get like mad and then I want to like, you know, like spiral. And it's like, no, I just need to like be honest with them instead of like getting mad and like deleting the message, you know, like, so that's been, that's been huge for me. And then, um, with clients too, the like boundaries about, how much I charge, you know, (laughs) like as a creative, like it's really easy for, to try to let people convince you that you should lower your price or or give a deal or send. It's like, no, I, this is my livelihood. I don't, you know, like you wouldn't let your boss negotiate your salary, you know, like that. I mean, this is original art. There's no deals. (laughs) Exactly. I'm not just like doing data entry. Like this is like, me like it's yeah like you can't get this from anyone else like if I'm gone you can't replicate it you know people don't get that so it's been very kind of just annoying navigating that I don't like confrontation (laughs) I'm a people pleaser so having those putting those boundaries up and just it's been practice but it's been really healthy for me because it's like I like hate it you know but when I do it I'm like proud and I I know that like I've honored myself Mm-hmm. And that's what, what it's all about. And I, I follow you on Instagram and I could feel that energy. I mean, I know you're, you're taking the actions you need to take, but in mm-hmm. doing that, you set this energetic frequency of it's, this is my work. This is the community I'm creating. This is how it's going to go. And, yeah. you know, it's not a finger wagging. It's just, this is what I'm creating and this is what it's all about. And you either yeah. rise up with it or drop off and do out. something else. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's very powerful, though. Yeah, and that's you. such a good insight and lesson for listeners, too. It, it's, yes, you have to take those steps for the boundary, but it's also just mentally and in, in your intention and emotionally. It's like, what energy do I want to create here? Yeah, exactly. And what interaction do I want to have with my online community or with my clients? What advice do you have for listeners when it comes to being your authentic self on social media? Oh yeah, it's a good one because I've I've it took me a, a couple tries. I worried about like losing followers. I remember when I shared my cancer diagnosis, I lost a couple like a, a couple handfuls, and I was like personally like hurt by that. But I remember thinking like, 
I don't know why they left, but they're not my people. I don't care. It could just be that they were triggered or it was too hard, you know, it was too hard to read or, or they just were like, I don't want to deal with heavy stuff, you know, whatever. Getting over that, who cares what people think, you know, because people will like rally around you if they're your people, you know, and you don't need everyone to like you. So being authentic, like, I, I mean, I still look at people and I'm just like, uh, what? like, you know, people only share the good stuff. Like, I want to know, I want to, I want to know your dirty laundry. Like, you tell, like, let's all talk about our, how we're wounded. And, and it doesn't have to be like the only thing we talk about, but it's so helpful to see that, you know, people are real and going through stuff. And we all like to put the best of ourselves on social media, of course, like, it's not fun to um, share like how you're suffering, but it's like exhaling. It's like relief to be able to just say like, oh, I don't have to like hold this, uh, you know, or like when I'm going through a hard time, I don't have to disappear. I can talk about it online and you're shown like how many people actually care, even if they don't know you, like, cause everyone's going through something. So like when I see people who seem to have their life together or just everything seems to be great for them they share something really personal and that's not like shiny and, and, you know, like positive. It's a breath of fresh air. We can relate to each other. We're all connected. And who cares what people think share what you need, because I guarantee like you're going to feel better. You know, it's just always, it's always been scary for me to hit post when I'm sharing something really personal. And sometimes I wake up, I'll share something like the evening before and I'll like wake up and the first thing I'm thinking about is like, oh my God, I did I really share that? <laughs> I get like this little anxiety and I'm like, what did I do? But I've seen nothing but support. So yeah, it's just, it's worth it, you know? That's such good advice. Yeah. Because there, there is in your sharing, there's a vibration that does connect us. There's that energy. Yeah. So we know when somebody's faking it. Yeah. You know, you can tell by all the pretty posts and the pictures. It's like, oh, yeah, that doesn't resonate anymore. Like, I don't believe it. (laughs) Exactly. So true. So true. What's a typical day in the life for you? So I try to, I have a a home office. It's really just a desk in my bedroom. But um, I try to have like somewhat of a schedule because working from home on my art is definitely like, you know, the TV's right there. Like, you know, it's, it's harder to stay on, you know, you live where you work. So I can't just leave my work at work because I'm, I live here. So, um, I, I wake up and I try to, I try to wake up pretty early and I always have coffee and I decide what I'm going to get done. I usually make a list of everything that I need to get done. And it's always like, you know, like client work and then what I want to do for myself. These are my goals. So (laughs) I have to go off that list. Otherwise I get really overwhelmed and like scatterbrain. Like, I don't know what, you know, where should I start? What do I, I I just get very like easily overwhelmed. So having a checklist of everything that I want to get done each day helps to keep me organized. And then I sit down and I I do the brainstorming thing like over breakfast, you know, like while I'm like having my coffee or making oatmeal. And then I sit down and I just start to create. And then the best days are when 
I like miss meals because I can't like I'm so in the flow that I like can't I can't even want to get up and eat lunch and then it really throws my whole day off but I'm like this is like you know it doesn't happen every day so it's really great it's nice to when that happens because then you know like this is what I should be doing I'm not like watching the clock like waiting for to be able to take a break like I, I you know want the clock to slow down so that I don't have to I try to go outside that's another thing that's a little hard but it makes me feel better just to like be in the sun for five minutes so I do try to like go outside even if it's just to like walk to Starbucks or something yeah and then my husband and I hang out at night and he also works from home so he's like in the other room we have like our little home office here and it's great he's a creative too he's a designer so if I need to bounce off ideas he's there and it's the best for my days when I'm like I need help you know (laughs) and he's always there to to help me like brainstorm so it goes yeah it's really good I love it yeah you get to foster each other's creativity yeah exactly (laughs) yeah that's awesome yeah what are you most proud of creating in your life I'm most proud of where I am now creating this body of work around my grief and the community that came with it that people are responding to it I'm also working on a book. I'm just trying, I'm, I'm writing essays about the last year of my life between miscarriages and then breast cancer diagnosis and treatment and my spiritual practice and how it all kind of comes together. So I'm working on that. Um, so that I'm really proud of that. It's like slow going, but um, it's another thing that like writing, if I have a creative block on the art front, <laughs> I can always write, you know, and that helps to keep things flowing. So well, thank you so much. This thank is awesome. You. I know this is so great. Thank you, Mary, for your insights and wisdom and for sharing your personal story. You can follow Mary on Instagram at Drawn by Mary, which is also her website, www.drawnbymary. And if you're a small business or organization looking for an illustrator, check out Mary's portfolio and illustrations and contact her for more information. Thank you for listening to the Pure Creative Force podcast. Be inspired and go create something new today. The electric mantra music is by our featured artist, Osley. That's O-S-L-E-E underscore music on Instagram.